0: Welcome to the Christian Campfire Conversations podcast, where we have real conversations about real topics. Our goal is to educate believers in order to fulfill the Great Commission. So without further ado, let's get on to the podcast.
1: What's up? My Basic Family, we are here with another episode of C3 Christian Campfire Conversations. I am joined by my buddy, my best friend, my co-host, Keegan Lowen. Keegan,
0: what's going on, everybody? Good to see you. Um, I'm joined here today with my co-host, Max Moore. Oh, sorry, you had already said that. Um, Yeah, man, we're meeting virtually again. It's not a replacement for In Real Life, but here it is. Here it is. we have got an exciting video planned for you guys today. Well, some of you might not find it very exciting. Um, I actually feel kind of... Ah, never mind. <laughs> uh, tell me about your week, Max. Um,
1: my week has been pretty good. Uh, it's kind of been, you know, the, kind of the standard two basketball games, school. Uh, you know, honestly, not much has changed. I didn't preach today, so that was, you know... I got to, you know, not have to wake up earlier on Sunday. I got to sleep in, slept until 8 o'clock. Ooh, chill. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't get a flight I'm like that. But I did sleep in until 8.
0: So I was good. What about you, man? That was actually a really, uh, really good week. I guess I spent the first three days in in western Kansas. And uh, then I uh, came back to Wichita Thursday, Friday was able to connect with some cool people and had some uh, really cool experiences. I just want to share one thing in particular that was um, a pretty neat experience and uh, we'll see what comes out of it. But um, we, my, I, for those of you who don't know, I live with my cousin in his basement. And that's currently where I'm at uh, in Wichita. But um, so... He had, I, I had said I wanted to talk to him and he had offered, um, that he'd, um, take me to a coffee shop. He was meeting someone else there. I could just do some of my studying that I have to do, but we could chat there and on the way back and in a little bit afterwards. So I was just asking him some re- uh, questions in regards to business and, and and stuff of that nature. And, um, and then we got there, I met the person he was meeting with and then, um, after the meeting, we were talking about after his meeting, him and I um, were talking about um, just how to how to meet people, um, how to quote unquote network and um, I was. Max, I haven't even told you this story, so it's just as surprising to him. Um, yeah, I,
1: I don't even, I don't even know what he's waffling about over there.
0: <laughs> so there, there's some groups in Wichita that that are specifically for the sake of networking, meeting people, um, and growing, growing your business. Um, but there's not very many that are um, based in faith. I, I said, hey, you know, I I thought about that. Maybe that would be something that could be very beneficial. Is have a group of Christian business-minded people that would meet, you know, say, like, twice a month, and, you know, number one, give business to one another, and number two, just, like, uh, encourage and lift each other up um, and keep each other, one one another accountable, and he's, like, I, I told him this. I just had had this idea and just wanted to know his thoughts, and he's, like, you know, that is just crazy. He's, like, the meeting I was just having right behind you, like, I wasn't able to hear any of most of it, He's like, we he, he had just uh, told me that I should do the same thing, like pretty much word for word. Um, and so it was a really cool God moment where where he put all these things and is giving giving him a very clear message of something that he thinks God thinks will be an extremely great idea. So we'll see what comes out of it. But I just thought I'd share that with you guys. You know
1: that's, that's so dope. I yeah, that's those kind of
0: confirmations
1: are are always awesome to see. Like I've had one of those in my own life, in my you know journey to become a pastor. You know, I thought this at one point, but I didn't tell anybody. And then someone else that I hadn't been talking to about it came to me, Pastor Tim, and said, "Look, I think you're going to be preach the word someday." It was like, "Well, that's you know." Yeah. Now that's one, and that's so awesome that that's that's on your cousin's heart. So that's pretty dope.
0: Yeah, and I told him I said I wish all of the prayers that I had for God were that clear in the answers because I, I'd like to say that it'd make things a lot simpler. But um, uh, we're extremely grateful for all the different ways that God's God works. But it, it it just brings a special joy to my heart when He's clear and concise with exactly what he what he wants his his workers to do. Um, so do you have anything else you want to share about your week, or should we get into it? Uh, let's just get into it. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's not stop. Don't have to look at me like that. Anyway, so we are – well, Max is not there yet. I'm kind of there. It's kind of complicated, but we're crossing over into this time of our life where we're not with our parents anymore. Max is in the process of – filling out scholarships, and going to be moving away. Um, and yeah. there's a lot of difficult questions that, and a lot of difficult questions and a lot of difficult things that happen when we're no longer um, supported by our parents. I mean, by that I mean living in their household, eating their food uh, in those ways. So some of the things, you know, we have to find a church. We have to find friends. Um we have to find a community that loves us. Of all these things, um, I'd say probably more often than not, you might be single while you're doing it, and that's pretty. That can be pretty difficult. Um, there's one. It's one thing to be single, but it's another thing to be single and lonely. Um, and you don't. You. Can, the only place that you find um, companionship doesn't have to be through a partner of the opposite sex. Um, there is some. There's some really great opportunities to be in groups with fellow believers. So what we're talking about today is singleness and how to honor God in our singleness um, and not do it alone. Because in the word singleness, it's like single, alone, by yourself. But we don't want to do singleness alone. We want to do singleness in community. Um, This might sound kind of hypocritical for any of you that know me, because... I'm not single. I haven't, um, single for, you know, <laughs> I haven't been for single for... I haven't been single for over now. two years, but... Um, two years, yeah. What I will say is that God gives a tremendous opportunity to some to be single at a young age, and they can have that much more time to devote to God alone and growing their relationship with Him. So... Here we have little Max Moore, um, who has this... Sorry, I didn't have to call you little. We have here Max Moore, who is going to be moving away from his home, moving to a larger city, having to find some new friends. Um, And he's single. I mean, look, just look at him. Sorry. (laughs) How is that a backhanded thing. Like, man, he's like... He's gonna move. He's single. Nobody loves him. Single. He's he's kind of alone. A, he's, he's a piece of work. Hopefully some woman will want him one day. But Max, you are going to be taking on this endeavor of moving away from your parents, starting a new life and doing it single. What is what do you what's what's your plan of action? Tell us, please.
1: So I, I think, you know, going into college, going in single. I, I, I've I already, through visiting this college, I've already met some people. I've already have a roommate picked out. Uh, he's awesome. And so I already have this community of guys that I'm like so looking forward to over there. And in my hometown, I have, you know, a group of great guys that, you know, we, we do fun stuff together that's not dishonoring to God. And and so I think that that's kind of crucial to having having some human interaction that doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, like intimate in like a girl and guy setting. Yeah. And so, you know, having that moving forward when you're leaving your parents' house, you know, that, that can be kind of crucial. And then I think too is, you know, at least for me, whenever I get – kind of down or lonely I tend to either like like shut out like shut everybody out or yeah um stuff like that and so I think you know maybe if that's your tendency if you feel alone that you just kind of wallow in self-pity and sit in your dorm and you don't want to go do anything like that is probably the worst thing you can do for yourself I think yeah and so yeah and so instead of doing that, go out and try to find, you know, I'm going to a college that has a student body of 70 people, 70 people that love Jesus. And that's smaller than my high school and my high school and Keegan High School is pretty small. small. I mean, you know, roughly 95 kids. And so I'm, I'm even going smaller to this private Christian college. And so that's, there's not many people there you know, that you might connect with, but you have to go out and find it for yourself. You have to go out and find community for yourself because, you know, your parents, you know, my parents have friends at church and, you know, my parents' friends have kids that are around my age. And so through that, I have already connections with kids that are my age that I can go out and hang out with. And so that's just super helpful for me is like, oh, I already have, some people that we already have connections with that I can already you know connect with on a on a different level.
0: It's One kinda thing when you move off, right? One thing I, that you said that was interesting was uh, for those of you who don't know, Max is going to like you said a private Christian college, and he said I'm going into private Christian college single. Um, <laughs> hey, ring by spring, baby, ring
1: by spring. That's, ring that's by my spring, goal.
0: Yeah. If you don't got a ring by spring, I, I'm going to start questioning whether you're going to make it in the ministry or not. You um, must be. My, <laughs> mind. I'm not going to, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, on, a, on a more serious note, um, one thing that you brought up that was, um, that, that stood out to me is growing up, uh, I, I'd say it's safe to say that a lot of us grow up in a church body and it's, you almost have these built-in friends. Um It's even, it's, I'd say even worse when you move to a, um, or, or when you live, when you grow up in a smaller town, because you don't have options. You just like, you're just friends with who's around. You mean, you know, say, say there's, you know, 15 guys in your class, um, odds are you're going to be friends with like three or four of them. And it's pretty easy because you don't got very many options, but you go out into the world, um, there is an infinite number of people that you can be friends with and that um, that makes it more difficult honestly um, so it it but one thing i will say is it makes you have to be more intentional about your friendships but let's let's get back to the focus of the episode and that is singleness so so max is saying that one way he's going to do singleness is in community of believers. I think that one of the really important things of being single, or even if you are dating, you know, being away from your partner and living the quote-unquote bachelor life for a while, I think that is um, one thing that's really important, and it gives you a great time to grow closer to God uninterrupted by a partner. Um, yeah, Actually, anything um, so to say about that.
1: So, you know, if we look at singleness and versus dating or marriage, okay. Mm. So, so when you're you're dating, you're dating to marry. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about this a number of different times. You're dating yep. to marry, and then your goal in marriage is to have kids. typically I mean, obviously there are some people that can't have children, and and that's okay. You know, there's yeah. nothing. You know, you're not less than because you can't have kids or something like that. But, you know, typically Christians, you know, we're, we're to see kids as a blessing. And so we have kids. Now your job is to disciple those kids. Your job is to raise those kids up in a Christian household in in a way that um, is pleasing to God. And then also when you're single, your job is to go out into the world and to make Disciples. Now, you're supposed to do that when you're married, too, in my opinion, but that's not like, you know, you should be discipling your kids more than other people's kids. And so I think 1 Corinthians chapter 7 actually talks pretty extensively on the subject of singleness. Paul says in verse 25... Now about virgins, I have no command from the Lord, but I give judgment as one who, by the Lord's mercy, is trustworthy. Are you pledged to a woman? Do you not seek to be released? Are you free from such a commitment? Do not look for a wife, but if you do marry, you have not sinned, and if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life, and I want to spare you this. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not. those who mourn if they did not, those who are happy as if they are not, as if they were not, those who buy something as if they were not theirs to keep. The, those who use the things of this world as if not engrossed in them, for this world in its present form is passing away. I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. And his interests are divided. An unmarried man, uh, an unmarried woman, or a virgin is considered about the Lord's affair. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in an undivided devotion to God. If anyone who is worried that he might not be acting honorably toward the virgin he is engaged to, and if his passions are too strong and he feels he ought to marry, he should do as he wants. He is not sinning. They should get married. But the man who has settled the matter in his own mind, who is no, under no compulsion, un, un, no compulsion, but has control over his will, and who has made up his mind not to marry the virgin, this man also does the right thing. So then, he who marries the virgin does right. But he do not does. Man, I'm stumbling on my words. But he who does not marry her does better. A woman is bound to her husband as long as he lives, but if her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes. Uh, wishes. <laughs> but he also but he must belong to the Lord. In my judgment, she is happier if she stays as she is. And I think that I too have the spirit of God. So it's kind of a kind of a lengthy passage Paul is is kind of saying, you know, someone who is not married has an undivided devotion to God. And I think that's kind of an important phrase, and again, I'm not saying that if you're married, you cannot have this undivided attention to God, but what I'm saying is, is you, I mean, in a way, yes, now you're not like displeasing God by marrying and having children. You're just going to be focused on your children more or on your wife more, as Paul says here. And I think important thing to note is Paul never married, and, and Jesus never married. And so, You know, you're not on JV by being single. You're not less than the people that are getting married. You know, especially going to Christian college, it's like, oh man, everyone's getting married. I have to get married. And there's this just strong desire to get married. And I think that the Christian culture really pushes it, pushes it hard, harder than I think it needs to be pushed. I think that there also needs to be, Someone saying, "Hey, look, dude, you don't have to get married. Like, if you don't get married, that's is perfectly fine." But for you know, the last fifty years, we've had middle-aged people in the church saying, "Why aren't you married yet? You're young, you're you're attractive. Why aren't you getting married?" And so we have this, and so it's like, "Oh, why am I not married? I need to get married." Mm-hmm. You know, I I I met this missionary in Southeast Asia. She was awesome. And she, I think she's in her mid-30s, not married. And she said, you know, for a long time, that was this big struggle for her was she wanted to get married. And then finally, was like, you know what? I do not have to get married. And she's still married, but she is content with her life and being single. And single and pursuing the Lord and pursuing uh, God's
0: mission for that everyone be saved on the earth. Yeah, um, I think, uh, one thing that's important to note is is God is extremely pleased by marriages. They they are a holy um, bonding of two human beings that love the Lord, and they are promising to continue showing that love for the Lord through their household. Uh, I think this was JP that was talking, Jonathan Becluda, that was talking about this. Um, when you are single, we still have the same call. We have the Matthew 28 call, go and make disciples of all the nations. Um, and when you're single, you have that option uh, of having an undivided attention to God. Um, you don't have anybody saying, hey, you know, like, um, what about, like, when, when are we going to go on a date? When are you going to show me that you love me? <laughs> so th- there's there's all these expectations, Um, however, when you are married, I would, I would argue that, that, um, discipleship is something that in large part happens in your home with your kids. Um, you are raising them up to love the Lord, um, and make him, make the Lord the master over their lives. That's, that's your, your prayers for them and that's what you you try to teach them. Now that's not to say that that's where it stops, but um, for as what's usual for, for a lot of moms anymore is they stay at home with their kids and that's where they're probably spending 80, you know upwards of 80 to 90 percent of their their life, um, especially when they're younger. Um, and so that's not yeah like I said, that's not to say that's where it needs to stop. Um, but for someone who has chosen that life of um, y- having a husband, having a wife, um, that's where you direct your focuses towards. But I think I think that's one thing that's really, as what Max said, is really important to point out is a lot of missionaries are single. Um, And they are going out and doing some of the most pleasing work to God. So while marriage is extremely pleasing to God, you know, another thing that is extremely pleasing to God is one person having their undivided undivided attention focused on Matthew 28, going and making disciples of all nations. Um, And like, like I stated, when you are tied down to that husband or wife, Tied down sounds like you're forced into it. Um, It's not what I mean, but um, maybe your
1: focus
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe your focus transitions from Central Asia to um, uh, the middle-income neighborhoods uh, that you live in, and focusing on the men and women in those in those neighborhoods rather than on the other side of the world.
1: Yeah, I mean. You know, another example that was brought to my mind is is Megan, my sister, who's 21. And, you know, because she's not married, she's going to Uganda for a month this summer. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I'm three years younger than her, so I'm not going to be married. But I'm single, and so I can now go on a mission trip for a month this summer, which I'm hoping to. And so, you know, things like that, you have this undivided devotion to god that allows you to do things that a married person isn't able to do because Mm -hmm. my parents okay they they probably could because we're older but when we were younger and we were all playing basketball we had places to be we couldn't you know it's like my parents couldn't leave for a month to go somewhere they couldn't pack their bags and and go help somewhere for for a week like they had to be there to help feed us to to help us get to practices and school and mm-hmm. and everything else. So single people are able to do things that married people aren't to do and vice versa. Married people have children. They raise them up. They disciple them as they grow up. And then now they're able to do that for, you know, and then, you know, generations come and then single people are always there to, uh, to go out and be, you know, full-time missionaries. And married people can too. Married people can go be missionaries. I mean, there's been... Plenty of missionaries that are married and have kids and raise kids out there. It's I would say that it's probably just a little bit more difficult, but
0: yeah. Um, I just got one. I got I got one question that I want to ask you. Um, God has given us given to many the calling of marriage. Um, on the hearts of others, He has put uh, singleness, the calling to singleness. For someone who feels that strong desire to be married but is single, how should they find happiness in their singleness? So if someone, I just want to make
1: sure I heard your question okay. right, if someone is single but f- desires marriage so strongly, like what should they do about that? Is yeah, that, how are
0: they going to find contentment and happiness in that?
1: Yeah, and and that's that's really tough. I mean, that's something that I struggle with is finding contentment throughout my my single life, seeing a a bunch of people, you know, start to date and that kind of stuff. And so that's definitely a struggle. And I think that one thing that people can do to be content in their singleness stage of life or their entire life, if that is the way you're feeling called, is to know your identity in Christ. And that, Mm -hmm. you know, being that you're a child of God, and that's, really all you need you know i mean you're you're saved from the penalty of your sins you have an eternal future to look forward to so now you don't have to be worried about these earthly things like marriage you know from from i'm of the opinion that we're not going to be married in heaven we're not going to be having sex in heaven so you know these are somewhat earthly these are earthly things and and so we We should look at them as that. I mean, they are holy, they are sacred, they are awesome. Marriage is awesome. But that's not the end-all be-all. And if you don't get married, you're not less than. And so one of the ways that we can find contentment is that in that is being is remembering our identity in Christ.
0: yeah. um one person that really comes to mind um, when we talk about on the subject, actually two people I'll say, I'll mention two people that come to mind when we talk about the subject of singleness. Um, in in addition to the ones we've already named, the first one who had a really great opinion on it that I that I really enjoyed was uh, Maddie Trout, M- Maddie Pruitt Trout. Um, she, for a little background on her, um, she uh, was a per- person who went on The Bachelor. Um, she was one of the the females that was on The Bachelor. And so, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places, I think, would be one way that she could define that—that that she would define that. And, um, and she she got to the point where she she wanted marriage so bad, but she didn't have anybody. And uh, one thing that she said that really stuck out to me was um, when her her future husband came around and wanted to start to date her, um, she was so content in her singleness. That she like drug her feet on it. This guy was an amazing dude, and she really was like, there was no reason that she shouldn't date him because he was an amazing guy. But she was she had gotten so content with her singleness. Whereas not all, not that long ago, she was, you know, looking for a partner, um, and, and was stopping at nothing to do it. Another person that comes to mind um, is the uh, the Bible Recap girl. Tara Lee Cobble, um, she, she, and both of these people have been on, uh, the Becoming Something podcast and really enjoyed, really enjoyed both of their times on there, um, but, you know, Tara is someone who has studied the Word inside and out, and I, I would, I would argue that has had this influx of time to devote to studying God's Word, um, and creating a her little background on her. She has a program that allows people to read through the Bible in a year, and she does a recap video on everything you read. Uh, I'm going through it right now um, and really, really enjoying it. if she if she was married, there's nothing that says that she couldn't do that, but she has just that much more time to devote to that because she is single. And she shared that it's not her desire to be single. Um, but it is what God has presented her. God has some amazing single people out there. Um, So that's an encouragement to those of you who are um, in a, a season or whatever, maybe it's longer than a season of singleness, and you long for more. Know that God might have somebody prepared for you that will come into your life and that will be perfect for you. But in everything, we should be content with what we do have and what the circumstances we are given at this time.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you brought a good, uh, sorry, I think you brought up a very good point and, and it kind of made me think of, of something that I think I've heard or either said or either, or is that, you know, be a guy or be a gal that is worthy of being a wife or a husband. Yeah. You know, yes. and cause if you are like, man, dude, I, I want to start dating. I want st- to I want to be a husband like I want to be a dad but you're not necessarily ready for that like you have this plethora of things that that are hind, that would be hindering to you today or hindering to your you know significant other whether that's your you're a guy or a girl so be someone that is be a guy that's worthy of being followed and ladies Humble yourselves and allow yourself and allow the guy to lead, but find someone who is worthy to lead you. Don't follow some bum into a
0: state of yourself becoming a bum. Mm -hmm. We don't need more bummage. We got plenty of bummage in the world. You have plenty of bums Um, in this world. Yeah, uh, just kind of adding on to what you said, um, this is one thing that I've encouraged my um, single friends um, with. He's never said this to me. (laughs) I know I have said this to you. Um, Is like, don't, you don't need to be the perfect partner to somebody, but in any way you can control, don't bring as, don't bring baggage into a relationship because whether it's past addictions, current addictions, work on that while you're single. Um, I'll speak from experience. I was not ready to date when I started dating, um, my girlfriend was not ready to date, but God has used it still and made it a pleasing relationship to him, I would say. And so not you don't have to be perfect. Um, God redeemed some really messed up situations. Um, but if you have this opportunity, don't bring baggage into it and use your singleness to grow. Grow closer to God. Become someone who's worthy of being a husband. Become someone who's worthy of being a wife. Um, don't strive for perfection, but strive for growth every single day. No, nah, that's, that's, a, that's a really good point. I think that's a good point to end on yeah. unless you have anything else to say. Not everything I said was hypocrisy today. Um, I, even though I come from a position of dating, I, I, I want to um, encourage all of you. Um, check yourself before you wreck yourself grow in this season of singleness um and uh hit me up on the email if you guys have any complaints questions comments concerns um, anything encouragement is also accepted we will take yes. that <laughs>
1: um yes well i don't think I'll, I'll ever
0: turn someone down from saying good job <laughs> you've been uh, striving your whole life for it have you not so uh <laughs> but uh, well that's all that's, that's all, all I got. have to say. Yep, yep, yep. Peace
1: out, basic family. Thanks for tuning in this week's episode of Christian Campfire Conversations. I'll see you next week.